It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Very good evening, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey. Sports Day say all thanks to Irrigear to save time and water. Irrigear is here. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions. The big grand final of the moral we can't wait. It's Brisbane v Collingwood, like it was about 20 years ago. And so welcome, the great man. It's last night for a little while, and I'm sure he'll come back at some point in time. Malcolm Jack Blight, how are you? David Lachlan Willie. Hi, mates. Yes, a uh, summer break coming up, and uh, it was nice just to have the, all the staff from... SEN and uh, Hutchie's group uh, having a little chitter-chatter before we came on air tonight. I did what you told me. You said, if you ever want to make an impression, come in last. (laughs) And who was last? D. Wildey. Yeah, so you're learning. Hey, you're looking forward to tomorrow. You've been involved in a lot of grand finals, coach, player. Um, What are you thinking? Yeah, unbelievable. I I think most people know what I'm leaning to, but I'm not leaning that far, to be honest, isn't it? I mean, I don't think I haven't spoken to anyone. I've spoken to a lot of people that don't think this game is going to be a clinker. Now, we've been disappointed before in grand finals. We know that. But this one on paper, I agree. On paper I agree. looks maybe a last kick, a last couple of kicks. and Evenly matched, don't they? Yeah, that's the best way to say it. And uh, I, I think that one of the things that I'm looking forward to is you've got a really, really good forward line, really good forward line for the Brisbane side. You know, we can go through them shortly. And then you've got this back line for... Collingwood that have probably been the mainstay of their team. So that's great. And you've got all these fantastic players in the middle. Lockie Neal, Jordan Dugowie, so on, so on and so forth. But you know one of the things, I'd, I'd love to you to listen to this. I, Craig McRae, I've said this, I think I'm not the only one, you've said it, a lot of people said it. Craig McRae's coaching style has refreshed my oh, look at yeah. the AFL and I think a lot of other people. And one of the other things he's done is been totally honest with what he thinks. Now, you don't always agree with him, but at least he's honest. And this is where, what, two days ago, he said Billy Frampton's coming into place, Dan McStay, sadly injured. And Lipinski's a sub. So have, just have a listen to this. And this is this is Craig McRae. This is why I actually like what Collingwood are doing. Yeah, I thought it was really important that we get that sort of stuff out of the way. Not, not uh, Don't love you guys, but you, we were running stories day after day who the replacement would be, so we wanted to get on the front foot with that. Once we made the decision at match committee that he was the guy, um, yeah, we, we backed the guy in. He, he's, we bring him to a club, to the club for a reason. He can be versatile, he can play down back, and, and he can obviously play forward as well, which he's done a couple of times this year for us. So, um, yeah, a great story for him. With the heartache for others, there's always a good story as well, and that's certainly one of those. Isn't that refreshing? Yeah. For years and years and years, coaches have played, clubs have played ducks and drakes. And there's a particular club here in Adelaide that probably wants to learn from that. You know what you do? By opening up the door, you make the player happy, you make your teammates and all the team, and what it does is shows an honesty yeah. within the group. Yeah. I've never known why people do, don't do do that. 
So that's why I really am impressed with what he's done. You, you, you're on the same page? Yeah, I am. And look, I, I love Craig McRae and, um, and I love what Fagan's done too. I think he's actually grown as a coach. Bearing in mind this time last year, Blighty, the whole Hawthorne thing erupted and Clarkson and Fagan yeah, were dragged yeah. into it. And as the worst time of their life, remember he said he couldn't go for a walk, had to go after dark. Yeah, all of that. So it wasn't seen. But um, yeah, McRae, McRae's been good. I, I still do feel for John Noble. You talk about hard luck stories. He plays, what, 20 of the 23 games and doesn't play in a grand final. But Frampton, Frampton comes alive as Peter Frampton too. But this is Billy Frampton. And yeah. uh, wow, like he's he's come from obscurity couldn't really make his mark at Port Adelaide. Couldn't really make it at no. Adelaide. Well, Goes to Collingwood and he's playing the grand final. But most of the coaches in the Sandful, when he was playing at the Sandful level, said he was the best player in the Sandful. He was playing back. Back. Played full back. Yeah. Best player yeah. in the Sandful. Yeah. So if he was 21, he'd have been drafted in the top yeah. 10. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But because of his history, he's, he's been missed. Look, I, I hope he does really well. Now, there's something else. Football has has its romances, and father-son rule is one of those. Oh. I think we love that what the Dacus boys are doing. Morth. All of that. And this is this is one of the pleasures, I reckon. How about this? Darcy Moore's father, Peter, who I played against and coached against, his dad could end up giving him the premiership cups. Just have a listen to what Darcy Moore says about his father, dual Brownlow medalist Peter Moore. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, the whole team has been dreaming for the last week or so since we qualified. It's, um, you know, it's such an exciting... It's why you play footy and you dream of it as a kid. So it's exciting. And then a lovely personal touch as well. If, we, if we're successful, my dad will present the cup. So, no, nah, I'm thrilled. Hopefully it, hopefully it happens. But, um, yeah, we've done a lot of dreaming and now it's time to uh, get out there and perform. You did the cup, didn't you, one year? Yes, I did, to uh, Damien, Damien Hardwick. Hardwick. Up in Brisbane, they, yeah. The night uh, grand final. Night, night grand final. They beat uh, beat Geelong. Um, now the other presenter will be the great Lee Matthews if Brisbane win it. So they're two pretty big names in footy. But one of the things you, know, you talked about, Chris Fagan, it's been an interesting journey, and we know he didn't play at the level. Da 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 da. Um, I, I just wondered, has he grown into the job? I reckon he has. It's got a good list. I, I picked him. We picked him to play in the grand final. That's why I've stuck with him. But I was just interested what he had to say about his first grand final as senior coach. So let's have a listen to Chris Fagan. Oh, look, after the game last week, um, I said, you know, we're going to try and make this week as normal as we can, but it's not a normal week. So uh, there'll be a lot of things that you don't normally do when, you, when you're leading into a game, but, but just embrace it and have fun and smile about it because uh, it might be the only time it ever happens in your life. So we fully embraced it in that way. Um, you know, he couldn't wipe a smile off our faces this morning at training and during the parade, even though we got heckled by all those Collingwood supporters out there. <laughs> uh, it was all in, in good spirit. Um, it's just a fantastic week to be a part of. And I'd, I'd forgotten what 2015 Hawthorne was the last time I'd been involved. And uh, to be back here again, I'd, it reminds me of those days and uh, just how good they can be. So, uh, yeah, we, we've encouraged our players to have fun this week. and. Good on you, Chris Fagan there. And don't forget, too, SEN's AFL Grand Final Day partner is Cobram Estate, a premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. Tune in from 12.30 tomorrow on your home of sport, SENSA. Terrific call there. Now, just what Chris said then reminded me of um, the 98 parade and being involved with the Adelaide Crows playing against North Melbourne. And, you know, we did the parade and 
the, you know, the cavalcade, the whole bit. And it was, it was a reasonably sunny day. And one of the things that Dennis Pagan had told his players at the time, including the great Wayne Carey, was that uh, we're not rock stars, no, no sunglasses. Remember that? Yeah. Remember that story that came yeah. out after? Now, it was bloody squinty area. You know, I mean, I think it's really good to wear sunglasses in squinty days. And it was really interesting that the discipline of the teams, they didn't wear sunglasses, but that means they weren't, they couldn't have been enjoying what they were seeing. You know, they took a little bit, just a little bit off those players. That's why being natural, I told you, being coached, being very lucky in my first year, uh, first premiership with North Melbourne, make it as normal as you can, take it all in, take everything in, uh, don't run away from it. Were you confident that? North Melbourne were the best, were the big star-studded team, weren't they, 98? They, yes, they, they were in, in 98. They in yeah. 96 yeah. and they, oh, heavy favourite, heavy yeah, favourite. Heavy. How was your confidence or psyche as, as a coach of the Adelaide Footy Club? Now, you'd won the year before. Mm. North Melbourne were the, you know, the big boys. Yeah. What, 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 do you remember what you were thinking, your thoughts? Were you, were you confident you could beat them or you, I, things I, I, had to go right? Or? No, I, the reason being, I can clearly remember it, the reason being is they beat us by Pagan's Paddock at Adelaide Oval earlier, over, in, the in, over the back. So actually it devised a plan that no defender, which I always wanted defenders in, in 50-50 to stand in front, and that's probably why we lost some position early. But I said, no, don't let them get behind you, so they'll kick points. I've got it on tape. You're the goalkeeper. Yeah. So don't let them, So put some pressure on them and kick. they'd kick points. And they virtually, not kick themselves out of the game, but virtually did. But I said, they won't beat us that way again. If they're going to beat us, they'll beat us another way, not that way. Wow. Yeah. Okay, the good all, that's a good all. That was really good all. Thanks to Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. Have a look at some. Who, who do you are the, you know, if things go right, you need a lot to go right to win a oh, grand final. Of course. Who are the players from Collingwood? And if you had to pick two or three from each club, who needs to play well for, say, Brisbane to win? And who needs to do it for Collingwood? Look, I think if the game is starts in the midfield, and I think we all know that, and Dunkley and Lockie Neal are so important, aren't they? The Brisbane, oh. we know that. I mean, and even a, the Big O getting his hand on ball. Yeah, thank you for doing that. Yeah, that's that's very true. So they go up against the Collingwood boys, and I mean Jordan Dugowie has probably been the favourite of most people to win the Norm Smith Medal yeah, if, if Collingwood it. Yeah, and and also you've got the hard worker Tom Mitchell. Now Mitchell's sort of Halfly gone under the radar. You know, he's been at a couple of clubs. He's won a medal. But I really think that he might, if he gets his hands on the ball and not paid much attention to, Jack Crisp is the other one. Been a very, very consistent player as Jack Crisp. So they're there for a reason. Those midfields are bloody super players, super, super players. And it's going to be who gives their forwards the most opportunity. Got Lyndon Dunn and Michael Whiting a little yeah. bit later. Scotty Pendlebury, you must admire him, Blighty, the way his longevity, I think, will be the game's record holder. Mm. He's been so consistent. Uh, I don't, I've never seen him play a bad game. No, he doesn't, does he? But why, why is he so good? Uh, what he does, he doesn't panic with the footy and he doesn't fumble. The best two things you can be being a sports person is not to panic in whatever game you play, and particularly our game, and the other thing is, if there's an apparatus on the end of it, don't drop it or don't fumble it. Well, actually, you know, one of the things I've been thinking about, you know, I, I picked Brisbane last night and I, that hasn't changed. I, I was interested, someone said to me, would it be like playing in Brisbane if it's going to be 29 or 30 Hot. in Melbourne? 
it's not quite like Brisbane temperatures because there's more humidity and there's a bit Brisbane. of slip in the ball. But I, I reckon Chris Pagan talked about it today. I'd love to know what he said. Yeah, so yeah, we are accustomed to the to the warmer weather. Albeit um, we tend to play at night, so it's not not that hot. So we're not used to the sun beating down on us. But um, in terms of adapting to conditions, I think it's favourable to us that we can train in that sort of sort of weather more often than not. Actually, I mean that's interesting, isn't it? I mean the heat, but it might be slightly different. I think I heard today, and, and please don't quote me on this, but it's something like this. Collingwood have played their last six or seven games at night, not during the day. Well, could well have. Yeah. I've, I've the two finals were night. I know that. Yeah, I meant to look it up, but I, I think that's right. I, I, I was listening this morning and someone said it. I thought, oh, wow. So they haven't played a day game for two months. Do you think, though, with their fitness, you know, 29 degrees really worries you when you're that fit? You're primed. It's the biggest biggest day. Do you think it has any effect? Will it will it favour? I don't reckon. It, or not? I don't reckon it'll affect ninety percent of people, but it might affect ten. 10. You know what I mean? I, if that's if that's such a thing, there were some players that used to be affected by the heat, and I mean, it doesn't matter who they were, but there were some that just struggled a bit with the heat. Not many, not many. Mm. One, one, maybe one, possibly two in the team. Mason Cox, he's yeah. done pretty well on um, Oscar McInerney, the the big fella. He reinvents himself, doesn't he? You think he's gone, oh. big guy from the USA, and he's done some good things. I think he's been reasonably impressive. When you're seven foot, you get in the way, <laughs> don't you? You gangly, you get in the way. Well, I think he's only six foot eleven for Is those he? out there. Yeah, so oh, Collingwood, two, Collingwood seven, seven footer. footer. <laughs> I think he's only about two centimeters in it for the, for the modern uh, vernacular about heights. But ah, oh, when you're that tall, mate. I mean, Oscar's no. He's two hundred and four too, so he's six foot nine, ten, isn't he? So Mike McInerney, oh, he's the a other big boy. One. Yeah, I, I, I must say there are stages when I thought Mason Cox wasn't in their best twenty-two or three, but he's actually won the spot back fair and square. Yeah. I think yeah. Cameron going out early in the year. Remember, he, he started off really well. Yeah, he's he's had a bit of a knee injury, but yeah. Yeah, he's coming okay. Hey, how do you stop? It's it's so hard not to expend energy. I've been playing in 85, 86, and you you play the game in your head, and some sometimes you walk out. Just do the warm up and you're stuffed. You need your second win. That's why they do all this stuff early to get there. Yeah. But some people do, they play it so far in their mind, they've got no energy on the day. I don't know what you could say to the players you've been there, done that. How do you get around that? Yeah. And I think just being in the relaxed situation, and that's just taking it all in. You know, there's, there's microphones, there's bands playing, there's big speakers out on the ground. And, and that's why, you know, I remember I was told that, and I've certainly did it with the teams I was involved with. Just look, let it go. Just let it go. Just take it all in. And I know it's, it's 100,000 people and, and it's the day of your life, your football uh-huh. life, And just but you've got to let it go. If you start to worry about it, it's going to get to you very quickly. And it does become very tough then, David. Yeah, it's interesting. Can't wait for the day. Coming up on the show, thanks to Lumo Energy SA, you can switch to the affirmative. I join Lumo Energy today in Kia. The electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. That's incredible. Uh, Lyndon Dunn will join us. Uh, Michael Whiting, also AFL.com. And our favourite moments of 2023. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. 
Sports ASA, Malcolm Blight's last night for a little while. Uh, Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Polaris plate clearance deals are on right now. They save $2,000 on the range of 1,000 EPS, plus get $1,000 free accessories. Bloody the um, Norm Smith, it's, it's a big honour. Um, wouldn't it be great if Lockie Neal oh. could win it out? I'm still a little bit annoyed with the Brownlow, the fallout. A couple of journos uh, in Melbourne made a massive deal uh, about yeah. Lockie getting three votes and perhaps... He didn't deserve the three. Well, hello. Yeah. It's all subjective, objective, isn't it? Whatever. And he missed that, And he probably missed out on some anyhow. I mean, I've, yeah, I, I'm actually, I'm pretty annoyed at all that because, I mean, it's been the same way forever. And as I said. Every Lock, year. You should Lockie, go through every yeah, yeah, vote right, then. Yeah. Lockie Neal, the year before, won everything, all the awards, and Patrick Cripps won it. And not a, hardly a word said. I'm, I'm, I'm really a bit... Yeah, Nick Dacos could have got more votes. They all probably could have got yeah. more votes in other games. So that's the beauty about the umpires. You don't know. No. Except the, what do they say? Except the umpire's decision. Yeah. Thank I you. I would have thought. I would have thought too. So, uh, who, who'd you go? You went, I forget what he was in. Well, I went Nick Dacos. Oh, that's right. But yeah. I was just saying to Sam, our, our producer, oh, don't be surprised if Scott Penbury is up for the occasion. We'll talk to Lyndon Dunn shortly. Uh, Lyndon played with Scott. Yeah. I just think he's one of the most um, oh, do you, consummate, skillful uh, he glides. He glides. He doesn't. Um, nothing he does is rushed, and he can see things that other people can't see. Yeah, that's very true. Now, I, what about a forward who kicks maybe six? In, in well, the who's sa- going to be the forward? Yeah, no, hang on. Lockie Hosey kicked six in the sample yes. for Glenelg and one. So if someone kicks six, who's it going to be? Yeah, who kicks six? Now these are the guys that kicked goals last time. Jamie Elliott could kick six. Could Charlie Cameron, Joe Danaher, and Ooh. Eric Hutwood. They have see they have a couple more. McStay out hurts them. Wonder if Jeremy Howe will play forward. But he's not a six goal kicker though, is he? Could I tell you the other bloke? My check can kick four. David can kick four goals. Yeah, yeah, of course again. Can he kick six? Um, hadn't done a lot. Not six probably. No. Uh, SN lists are off now to the NBL Bullets versus thirty six. As that starts. Oh, that's not. Oh, so we got in this last night, didn't we? Yeah. Now, don't forget, too, the SN AFL Grand Final Day partner is Alterna Leaf. Uh, book your online appointment at alternaleaf.com.au. Tune in from 12.30 tomorrow. Yeah, your home of sport. We're yeah. talking SEN SA. I can't wait, too. So, yeah, Lyndon Dunn as is coming up to shortly, but I'm sticking with Collingwood. We talk about this, Bob. Yeah. Toot and Frode. You've been pretty solid Brisbane. Yeah, I have. Yeah, only, I think only because I started the year with them and I've, I've stuck with them. Melbourne missed out. So oh, I've, I've enjoyed Collingwood and I've said it many times. I've enjoyed the coaching and what they've done, but I've also enjoyed the players and what Brisbane have done with their recruiting and their march towards the finals for the last four or five years. My checks most kick five in a game twice. Charlie Cameron kicked seven. Yeah. Hasn't he? Yes, he has. Little Charlie, who gets him? Is it Quayne or I wouldn't play Maynard on nah, Cameron. Quayne or the man, I, reckon, I think. I, I think so. I think it's it's going to be fascinating. Oh. Summer, who stands? So who does Darcy Moore stand? Well, get is it ready. Him or does it Denner? Yeah, we'll see. Who does Malcolm Blight put him on? Yeah, he's well. I'm going to find out tomorrow. I, well, would it be Hipwood or Danaher? I, Danaher. Okay, big Joey Danaher. Danaher, hot and cold as well. Hey, Beaumont Tolls giving away a trip for two to America's footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Wow. To shop and store at Beaumont's before November 12th. You're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. Uh, still to come, big show. It is Malcolm Blight's last show for a little while, but hopefully, and I'm sure he will come back. He just loves us. He loves Sam. He loves me. He loves SEN.
Linda Dunn, Michael Whiting and her favourite moments. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Sports Day SA, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey for the Toolkit Depot. Tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. Get online, you can have a look at the Toolkit Depot. Everything you need under one roof. Tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. Well, our next guest, um, I'd say Blighty, a very popular footballer. Yeah, he was indeed. 198 uh, games yeah. played for Melbourne and Collingwood. And I reckon everyone liked Lyndon Dunn. Um, <laughs> we've had him on a couple of times. He's, he's good value too. And he joins us now. Lyndon, how are you? Good boys, thanks for having me, and no one's ever said a nicer thing about me, so thank you very much. No, I reckon you're popular when you made a couple of comebacks and everyone loved you, but hey, Collingwood in the the big dance, they missed out in 2018, you missed out too with a knee, but um, what are your thoughts? You you played with guys like Pendlebury and and Darcy Moore, Elliot, Dugowie, these sort of blokes, are you you confident they can get the job done? One thing I know about grand finals is they're hard to get into and they're harder to win. Uh, I was at training yesterday and the boys trained really well. There's not much you can do on a Thursday before a Saturday grand final, but uh, I know the boys are confident, ready to go. Um, It's going to be a very, very good contest, a very good game. Uh, I think one of the closest grand finals we've seen in in a few Mm. years and fingers crossed my pies can get it done. You had Bucks as a coach and Bucks was on the more defensive end. We see Craig McRae come in, and I think Collingwood are playing some of the best footy we've seen for years. I know Malcolm last year said that it was amazing. He was attack first, defence second, but it's been a real change, hasn't it? Yeah, it's funny. Bucks was very defensive as well. Um, I think the players that we had at Collingwood when I was there, there was a lot of autonomy in our ball movement, and I think that's a real strength in the side when you can sort of just let the boys do what they like and everyone sort of connected and knows where the ball's going and what's happening. Uh, there's no doubt that I think that uh, the Pies back line to, tomorrow uh, on Saturday will need to be very, very good. Uh, Brisbane's forward line is elite. Yeah. Collingwood's back line is just as good and I think that's where the game's going to be won and lost. But I've been wrong before, but it, it, it's very exciting. Yeah, I'll say it is. Um... Lyndon, you, you had 15 years in the system. Sure. You know, congratulations. I know I haven't spoken to you for a while, but that's you know, it's a great effort to, to last that long in the system. And There's a guy that we've seen here in Adelaide play for both Port Adelaide and Adelaide has come in to replace McStay, Billy Frampton. Now, you would have seen him play. Where do you think he'll start? Will, will he be that ex, Will he try and be Dan McStay and play forward, or will they just wait on the bench and play Cox forward? It's a it's a great question, and I went to pre-season training, and Billy was obviously there, and he surprised me how big he is. He's a he's a he's a big man. He's 200 centimeters, very rangy, great tank, uh, and I was pleasantly surprised to see him in the flesh. Uh, I think there's two options. I think he goes into the back line and either plays on, well, I think Darcy Moore will go to uh, to Danaher, yeah, uh, and then who could possibly go to Eric Hipwood. Or he plays a defensive sort of roll up forward, maybe on uh, Harris Andrews. <laughs> on Harris Andrews, yeah. absolutely. He's, he's obviously a very good player and a key to the Lions back line. Um, I think personally he'll go forward and do that defensive job. Uh, I think Mason and Darcy Cameron have been doing an excellent job in the ruck. Oscar McInerney is a very good ruckman as well. But uh, personally, I would I would play Billy back, but I think that they will start him forward on Harris Andrews. Okay. Lyndon Dunn, our guest. Uh, Lyndon, um, a lot of most people, if you know Bradford Collingwood, they they want to see Collingwood lose. But under Craig McRae, 
everybody's acknowledging they're playing some super footy. I love watching them the way they go about it. Uh, you went from Melbourne to Collingwood. What, what's the difference between the two clubs? And did you know it was going to be so big when you got to Collingwood? Oh, I knew that Collingwood was a big club. And one of the drivers for me leaving Melbourne was I wanted to go to a big club. I wanted to go to a Collingwood, an Essendon, a Carlton or a Richmond just to experience what that is actually like. And that's nothing against Melbourne. I love I love Melbourne. I bleed red and blue, but hmm. I wanted to feel like feel what a big club is is like to be a part of, and it's unbelievable because the best thing about Collingwood is it's like a giant local footy club. Everyone's connected. Whether you strap the boots, fill the water bottles, pump the footies up, kicking goals, everyone's on the same page. Everyone's within the same vicinity, and it's a great place to be a part of. So. I always wanted to be a one-club player and stay at Melbourne, but the best thing I ever did was go to the Pies and experience the club and the culture and the fans. And the fans of Collingwood are everywhere, all over the land. Uh, it, it's, it's unbelievable. And I was there Friday night with my wife and my kids. 90,000 Collingwood supporters out of 97,000 people at the ground, and it was something else. Gee, what about the crowds? That's right. No, with, with Collingwood and Carlton back in, I mean, you can say what you like about them, but don't they draw a crowd? Hey, I mean, you played forward line earlier, then you became a really good defender. Nathan Murphy and Darcy Moore. As a duo, I mean, Murphy's only 23, Darcy in the prime of his life. They are two very, very good tall players, deep in defence, and they're going to be needed this weekend. So for me, Nathan Murphy is very surprising how well he's come on. And he's a great athlete. He's had a super season and he's absolutely crucial to the Pies' back line. But when you can play a Nathan Murphy on um, someone like a Mackay from Carlton, who he's, he's got to have 10, 15 centimetres on him and probably 10, 10 or 15 kilos. It's a real asset because then you free up Howe. Um, we haven't even touched on Maynard, who's a little bit smaller that can drop off. Uh, Murphy is crucial to the Pies' defence because he plays taller, um, he takes away their good players, and he's, he's super courageous. Charlie's got Quainer a couple of times, but Quainer's had the season of his life, and his rebound, he, he backs himself in. And he might have to just be a little play a little bit closer to Charlie, though. You can't let him run run on his own because he's uh, so dangerous. Yeah, they're little small forwards. They're always crafty. Um, every team's got one. For me, Isaac Quainer, when he came into the club. He just wants to be good. He does everything right off the field. Puts two or three hours into pre-training before he runs out on uh, out in front of Olympic Park. Uh, he just wants to do everything right. Um, and absolutely, he deserves the right to play on a player like Charlie, who is a great player. Um, if you can stop Charlie getting out the back, if you can keep him to, uh, I mean, eight or eight, nine, ten touches, you're halfway there. But Charlie only needs four touches to kick three or four goals. So. Um, you know, whether IQ goes to, to Cameron or it's Bruzzy, who knows? But it's going to be a great contest, and I would actually back Quainer in against Cameron over Maynard, I think. Yeah, I, I think you're right with that. Hey, look, two guys you played with, and I know you, you, know, you would have admired, I'm sure, that the two veterans, still side bottom and Scott Pendlebury, sure. they, they, they still contribute in a massive way. They're going to be two important players on Saturday. Yeah, it's really funny. Um, obviously, they're in the twilight of their career. Both super players, both very different. I think Steele had a quiet year maybe uh, a couple of years ago and everyone was questioning him. It's the only really down patch he's had in his whole career. Um, he is one of 
if not the best player I've played with on both sides of their bodies skill-wise. Um, he's a superhuman, um, a great man, but he can just play anywhere. Steele can play forward, he can play back, he plays on the wing, you can throw him on the ball. And we all know about Scott. Um, I played under some great captains, but Scott was no doubt the best captain I played under. Um, both, I think this is both, is it their fifth grand final each, I think, which is an amazing yep. effort. Yep. Um, they both played in 2010, I think. There's only one or two players ahead of them that have had a bigger gap yeah. between their between the premierships if they do win. Um, and they've played a lot of footy together. So they're very important. They go under the radar. And then the likes of the Dacos boys have obviously helped Steele as well. Um, and Pendles can go forward uh, a little bit less frequent, but absolutely on ball, mm. thrown behind the ball. He makes he makes the game stop. We all know what who Scott Pendlebury is and what he's going to bring. Um, and there's there's no reason why Scott couldn't win the Norm Smith tomorrow. He makes the the correct decision 99% of the time. He's been the most effective player in the last six weeks. We're talking Scotty Pendlebury. Lyndon, I've got no doubt he'll become the game's record holder and take it over from Boomer Harvey because even in a couple of years' time, he could play in on a forward line or just across the half back. And he, he apparently is one of the most professional guys and and elite in that department that you know in the whole competition. Yeah, it's very strange. So everyone's got opinions of everyone. And when you get traded from a club, when you've been at a place like I was for a long time and you sort of have preconceptions and then you walk in the doors of Collingwood and Scott Pendlebury, everyone knows him. He's a great player, um, great captain. The face of Collingwood along with sort of Eddie Maguire and Nathan Buckley for a long time. But when you see behind the scenes what he does and the amount of effort and time he puts into his body, there's no surprises that he's so good and his longevity is mm. almost unrivaled. Um, I don't know how many games he's played. He must have... 380-something, I think. 380-382, to be exact. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And he could actually play for... He could honestly play for another four or five years. I don't, <laughs> he, he won't play that long, and he doesn't need to, but he could. Uh, he's just... He, the detail he goes to putting into his body, he weighs his food... Um, you know, he's on the Pilates, he's on the reformer before training, after training, doing the little extras. Everyone knows Scott Pendlebury, but no one sees the little things and the wow. little details that he puts in week to week. Now, you've, you follow the footy pretty closely. We've talked a lot about Collingwood, but they are playing a team that apparently goes all right. Brisbane, have you enjoyed them this year? I, I think they look as though they've grown. They've matured as a footy club and they really deserve their chance on Saturday. Absolutely. Um, you know, Brisbane at the Gabba, especially, are a force to be reckoned with, and rightfully so. They've got a great list that goes very deep, and the 22 boys, 23 if you include the sub that will run out on Saturday, uh, are all very good players. Uh, Fags, who was my first footy manager at Melbourne, has yeah. got the boys humming. Yeah. He's a great man, a great coach, um, and there's no doubt that Brisbane can absolutely win on Saturday. Whether they can beat the Pies at the G, they've obviously got the wood over the Pies, which is a plus. It's going to be warm. But, you know, footy at the G is different. And I just, I love, the thing that I love about the Pies this year and even my time there was defence and how much it's valued. And whether, like I said earlier, whether the Brisbane forwards can kick a score against the Pies, it's going to go a long way to deciding who wins the contest. Yeah, hey, Lyndon, great to speak with you. It should be a great game. We're looking forward to it. The two best sides, I think, have made it to the, the big dance. And, uh, yeah, nice to speak with you once again. 
thanks for having me, boys. I'll be there and I'll be I'll be playing my boys at the Pies can get it done. Great stuff, Lyndon Dunn, uh, Melbourne slash Collingwood player, 198 games, and uh, yeah, I think uh, he was quite one of the favourites. Um, might not have started that, but when he came to Collingwood and. We appreciated what he did for me, bloody. Yeah, we did. I mean, he, he had those setbacks and he, and he yeah. kept on coming back. It was amazing, yeah. So, good career, 15 and years. And he came time. back really yeah. burly one year yeah, too, yeah. like yeah. looked like he'd yeah. had a good off-season. <laughs> Our guest there, Lyndon Dunn. Sports Day SA. It's a beautiful day. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SEN SA. It's going to be a beautiful day in Melbourne tomorrow. Warm grand final one for Taipad. Big footy final sale on now. Enter the Vegas competition. You buy four Toyo open country tyres and you could win a trip to Vegas. How's that? Tyre power. Well, Michael Whiting's been a, a regular with us, Blighty. He's in Melbourne. In the finals. He's had a Because bi- Brisbane is in the grand final. Yeah, Michael from <laughs> AFL.com.au. But he's been to the captain's run. He's been to the, the presses today. And I'm just wondering if they've got a feel for... I think this is the most even grand final we've seen for a long while. It's a long, hot favourite last year. Collingwood a slight favourite with the bookies. But Brisbane are playing some super footy, and Michael knows Brisbane as well as anyone. Hi, Michael. How are you? Hey, guys. Yeah, I'm really well, thanks. Getting very excited now. We're inside 24 hours, and I, I'm with you. I think it's about as even as we can remember for for a little while. They they match up really well, these two teams. Can you get a feel for Brisbane? I mean, Collingwood, be, they'll be puffing out the chest, but... I think Brisbane can come to to Melbourne quietly confident, magnificent forward line. Uh, they've been there, not quite got to the big dance, but they've been in prelims. Um, what's the feel of and the vibe about the Lions for you, Michael? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously hard to tell and we won't know until they're out there tomorrow afternoon. But I saw a, a bunch of the players today at the end of the parade and they seemed really relaxed. To me, um, they didn't. They, loads of them came over to have a chat and say good day, and um, they could have easily just put their head down and walked past and been in their own little world. But I think they're quite relaxed. Maturity is the word that's been floated a lot in the last couple of weeks about their performances, and I think we're seeing that they are a team that's been in finals five years now, not to the grand final, but um, yeah, they seem a lot more mature and a lot calmer about things. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I reckon you're right, Michael. I reckon they've played that way this year. You know, particularly at home, we know that, but also away. Hey, you're at the parade, the, the new, the new route, the new route, the new route. Yep. How, how was that? I mean, it would have been much more accessible for all those Brisbane and Collingwood supporters in Melbourne today. Yeah, it was. It was a great day too, bloody. The weather was amazing. Uh, there was fans that started at the John Kane Arena and made its way back around to Yarra Park, just right at the MCG there. And it was a was a great parade. Loads of supporters, as you can imagine, Collingwood significantly outnumbered the Lions. But the Lions have got a lot of supporters here. They at their captain's run this morning, I'm not great at estimating crowds, but the general consensus was there was a close to about ten thousand. Wow. Um, yeah, loads of I guess old Fitzroy supporters, loads of people coming down from Brisbane, so Collingwood severely outnumbering them, but but Brisbane had a good section of fans there. When you look at it, bloody now we're talking at the top of the show, Michael. The, the plays, yeah, there's a lot of ifs and buts and queries and questions. But let's mm. say for Brisbane, you've got Dunkley, the job Harris Andrews can do, Lockie Neal, the the Brownlow medals, Charlie Cameron, Kenny kick goals, and and the big O. And then you look at um, Collingwood, mm. Pendlebury's always good, Darcy Moore a key. Can Jamie Elliott kick goals? The Dacos boys to go? I mean, there's so many ifs yeah. and buts, aren't there? 
there is, and a lot of potential great matchups. I'm already looking forward to tomorrow. Does Josh Dunkley go to Jordan Dugowie? Mm. Most likely he does. And then if Nick Dacos comes into the midfield, maybe he switches across to Nick Dacos if, if he's getting a bit more of the ball. Who goes to Charlie Cameron? He's kicked 10 goals in two matches against Collingwood this year. Is it Isaac Quainer again? Yeah. Or is it Braden Maynard? So, yeah, you're right. There's so many big names on each team and so many enticing matchups. Yeah, and at the other end of the scale, you've got two teenagers in Darcy Wilmot at 19 and Jasper Fletcher at 19. I mean, they've shown yeah. their wares already so far this season and during the finals. Yeah, they are bloody. Jasper Fletcher has been incredible uh, first year. I think he's played for this, is, this might be his 14th game yeah. tomorrow. Of course, his dad, Adrian, was a, a long-time player in the AFL, played for, for three or four clubs. Yeah, I, I actually coached so I actually, much composure. I actually yeah. coached Adrian uh, at Geelong before <laughs> he moved on, yeah. Yeah, yeah he had a, um, a long and distinguished career himself. And his son is slotted in straight away. He got given a chance in the middle of the season and Hasn't looked back. He plays that wing role. It's difficult. He doesn't always get a lot of the ball, but when he does, he makes it count. And Wilmot, he came in, he made his debut in finals last year. Mm. Uh, he played in the elimination final. That was his debut, and his first three matches were finals. And he's an integral part of that back line now. Yeah. He's quick, he's decisive, he takes the game on, and he's... Um, great defensively. So those two kids are terrific for Brisbane. Yeah, I think Wilmot and McKenna, both with their pace, that's the difference mm. with the Lions. Hey, Lockie Neal wins the second brown loan. Uh, he was surprised. He's so humble. Probably didn't expect to win it, but a bit disappointing they they went to one game that he got votes and perhaps he, he shouldn't have. But as Lockie said, he, he played a couple of games where he thought he might have got votes, yeah. but uh, in, he didn't seem to have the greatest year like in past years, but what a wonderful effort to to poll 31 votes and, and win the medal again. Yeah, it was terrific. I'm, uh, I thought he'd be right up there. Mm. I don't know if he'd win it, but I thought he'd be in the top three or five. You're right. His season wasn't as, uh, I guess, consistent as other years, and people got confused by that. He had four or five down games, but I still thought he was really important yep. in 16 or 17 games and Brisbane won so many and he's the clear standout he's right under the umpire's noses he's the number one clearance player in the comp um, it was a, maybe a slight surprise that he won but it shouldn't have been a shock that he was right up there knocking on the door So, but I'm with you I'm glad you mentioned that Wills about the, the one game the yeah. GWS game drives too me much up. focus on that drives, yeah. me, drives me nuts Michael I'll tell you what I'd put him in my three I think top yeah. three I picked him the last four years. He's your favourite player. He is my favourite <laughs> player. And you know what I said the other night, and a lot of people have agreed with me, thank goodness. I said sometimes Lockie Neal's great games are so far in front of a lot of others. We know that. But when he plays a very, very good game, it's still in front of a lot of others. <laughs> yeah, it's a great point. I think even the last couple of rounds... When the count got really tight, I remember the, uh, I think it was um, St Kilda was the final round and he had, if you just look at numbers, which a lot of people do, <laughs> he might have had 28 or 30. It doesn't leap off the page at you. But watching the game, he had so much influence. His ability to clear the ball um, with either hand, like left, left hand handballs, right hand handball, and jump away from stoppages is terrific. So, yeah, he's had a major impact. And, Michael, you've got to remember too that Cripps beats him Last year, and Chris perhaps lucky to even have, you know even got a chance to win the medal, and uh, that's what, and lucky to his credit said, oh, you know, you win some, you lose some. Yeah, 
Yep, that's the way I go. Well, I tell you what, you've, you've backed the right horse there, Blighty. If you picked him the last four years, he's won two and come second in another one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Not and, bad. <laughs> yeah, no, I have. And one of the things, David bets on footy, I never do. But if I backed him each way, I'd be a very, very wealthy man now, David, yeah. if you'd listen to me. Mm. No, I agree. <laughs> now, and you know what I've also done? I've picked him to win the Norm Smith medal, and hopefully a lot of people can eat a bit of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I think what we've learned from him is that big occasions won't phase him. No. And we also know that the the judges tend to go for midfielders. So uh, that's a pretty shrewd bet, um, I reckon, Blighty. I, I actually think Josh Dunkley's a little sniff too. Yeah. If Brisbane are to do well, I think he's really important. He, he likely will go to a Jordan Degoe or a Nick Dacos. And these games are very contested, and that's what Josh Dunkley loves. He's able to go forward and take a mark and kick a goal. So those two guys, not to be Captain Obvious, but Neil and Dunkley are critical if Brisbane are to get the chocolates. You saw the game last week. Carlton could easily have been seven to zip at quarter time. Mm. If it wasn't for Harris Andrews, I mm. think Brisbane wouldn't be playing mm. at the MCG this week. It was a remarkable effort. They were bombarded. He took two or three marks, stopped them, and... I think it's one of the great quarters from a, a backman when you've been absolutely smashed the ball coming at you, Michael. Yeah, you're right. And I remember at the time watching it thinking he was having an influence, but I maybe didn't appreciate how good it was until I went back and watched it. We see the intercept marks and, and the intercept possessions, but some of those spoils that were... Uh, he was alongside Harry Mackay and he was slightly out of position, but he got a fist in and was able to clear it out of the danger area just as important as his marking and uh, it was terrific performance. You're right, I may not have appreciated it as much at the time, but that kept him afloat. Uh, yeah. Seven or eight down at quarter time, it's just about shut the gate. They've only played three times against each other in the last two years, only one in mm. 2022. Brisbane have kicked 15, 18 and 19 goals. They're wonderful totals. Anything like that on grand final day, and I reckon that'll be good enough. It's interesting. Obviously, they haven't played at the MCG. I think they've played at the Gabba twice and Marvel once Correct. in that period. That's right. That's right. Pretty, pretty quick grounds. Um, MCG, I don't know. It's been warm weather here. Maybe it'll be just as quick. But, but Brisbane love quick footy. And I don't know about Collingwood. They were playing so fast in the first half of the season, but they've been a little bit stuck in the mud this final series. So I'll be interested to see how that plays out tomorrow. But if it's... If it's a bit run and gun and it's open, that'll really suit Brisbane because they've got those quick forwards that that love a bit of space. So what's your tip, Michael? Who's your tip? I think Brisbane can win. Yeah, I think that scoring power there um, will be enough. I think the midfield's good enough to supply them with with enough footy and I think Brisbane will win pretty tight. Uh, Let's go 13 points. Mm. So... Yeah, tight though. I think it's going to be tight. They match up very well. Love your work. What do you guys reckon? Yeah, well, I think Blighty's on the Brisbane bandwagon. I've sort of been saying Collingwood for for months. I've got to stay with them. Um, But we both tipped Brisbane at the start of the year, which is Yeah, I tipped Melbourne Brisbane grand final. So I'm sticking fat, mate. I'm sticking fat with them. Yeah. Yep. Mate, no reason to change now. No. (laughs) Mate, thanks for your help. Really appreciate it. Love speaking with you. And uh, you have a great day tomorrow. Thanks, fellas. Really enjoyed it. Michael Whiting there, AFL.com. Uh, catch every NFL game. We'll just change tack there this season with Game Pass only on DAZN.visit NFL, DAZN.com forward slash NFL. Okay, now last minute and our last minute for you, Blood. You're going to have a little bit of a, a, a summer break. break. Yep. I've got another month to go before I have one. But uh, yeah, you certainly enjoy yourself there. But let's, um, you're going Brisbane. 
Yeah, I've, I've picked 27 points. It's one of those strange numbers, but... They often blow out when the game's over, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do a bit. And I've also picked, as I mentioned then, Lockie Neal for the... For the Norm Smith, I'd love him to win it. I love watching him play. Yeah, I'm going Collingwood by 17. Yeah. Um, and I've got Nick Dacos. Um, if he can win it in his second year. Uh, don't don't be surprised if Pendlebury is up there too, bloody if Collingwood win. He's just... <laughs> he's one of the guys that plays well all the time. And uh, as I said, in the last six weeks, he's got the most points, if you like, for fantasy points, whatever you like, for, for Collingwood. So... That is unbelievable. But I think everybody around the nation oh, this, wants Brisbane to win. Well, I, well, other than the Collingwood supporters, I think. I mean, it has been, you've said it a few times, they're the best two teams. They're going to find it out. We hope it's a clinker. Mate, you have a great time off. Uh, looking forward to the game tomorrow. And we'll see, hopefully see you back next year. Looking forward to that. Malcolm Blight and David Wildey, have a great day tomorrow. This has been Sports Day SA. didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.